0: Most people, including myself, have their own personal poisons when it comes to the most addictive games for them. For me, it was Skyrim, Path of Exile, Factorio, and Dark Souls. Now, on the surface, some of these games might not seem to have a lot in common, but as I'll delve into in the episode, I'll be talking about why some people get addicted to online games, why they get addicted to offline games, and what actually makes a video game addictive. So when we're talking about whether or not offline or online games are more addictive, it pretty much comes down to the person. Now, I've talked about this a lot, but human beings have a fundamental set of needs that they need to fulfil, and video games are incredibly good at doing it. Some people will play for social connection, some people will play for growth, some will play for challenge, and if you're like me, you play for escape. As a result, I tend to lean towards games where I can get lost in them, I can play by myself, and... I can go for hours and build up my character and explore, find new things and level up and become someone else. I'm escaping from my real world problems and going into a world where I'm in control, I'm in charge, and I have complete control over everything. But if you're someone who's perhaps lacking in competition or challenge, then maybe you'll favour games like Counter Strike, Call of Duty, PUBG... Something a bit more action-focused, more skill-based. And I know some people who can play Counter-Strike for like 20 hours at a time. If that was me, I'd get bored so quickly. That, that game is so mentally draining, it's unreal. Have you ever played a ranked match <laughs> in CSGO? It's like an hour and a half of non-stop, adrenaline-filled, blood-pumping action. And I, it's so difficult to maintain that. But... Something like Dark Souls, which for me, as someone who's played, must be thousands of hours at this point, is, surprising to say, quite relaxing. It's an easy game for me, and I love the setting, I love the characters, the monsters, the weapons, the exploration, the world, the story, everything, and it's so easy for me to get lost in it, and so I I favour those games that I can get lost in, because... When I want to escape from stress and work and overwhelming sense of a sense of not feeling like I belong, then RPGs and fantasy games are perfect for me. And so, whether or not you get addicted to online or offline games is entirely up to you and the reasons why you play. Now, I've covered this extensively in many podcast episodes, but the four general needs that gaming fulfills are social connection, challenge, growth and escape and different video games will fulfill those needs in different ways we have an article it's one of our most popular articles about the most addictive games in the world i'll put a link to it in the show notes if you want to go and see it but i'll try to sum it up as best i can for you in this so you get an idea of some of the games that are most addictive why they're so addictive and why you should probably be avoiding these games if you still want to play in moderation so a few of the games on our list Fall into similar categories such as Fortnite, League of Legends, and PUBG. These games all fall under the categories of being social, they're challenging, they're skill based, competition oriented, and they're also all free. Now, PUBG isn't free, but the mobile version is, and that's actually more popular than the main game, especially in countries like India, where you might not have heard about it, but people are actually committing suicide because their parents are taking away PUBG. They're implementing statewide bans in some areas of India. It's gotten so bad it's actually out of control. You get another category of games such as World of Warcraft, Path of Exile, and Skyrim. They're more immersive, they're great for escapism and on top of that, they're endless. You can just play these games forever and never run out of content, especially in something like Path of Exile, where every three months they create a new league, where all of your characters, items, experience, progression, everything resets, and they introduce new mechanics and new features that bring a slightly different twist to each league, which means that you never really run out of content. On top of this, most of the game, because it's an MMO, is spent in the end game. The main campaign, if you're just starting out, probably takes 10-20 hours, but some people can beat it in 4 or 5. And once you get to this end game, you actually have a few goals you can aim for, but it's unlikely you'll ever be able to do all of them. You can either choose to fight the main bosses, or complete the map system in the end game, or complete the league challenges, or something else, go for a specific item and trade. It's entirely up to you, but like I said, it's completely endless. You can play that game forever and never run out of stuff to do, which is what makes it so difficult to stop. So imagine you've quit the game for three months, and then all of a sudden... You see the, all these new league mechanics popping up on social media or Reddit or YouTube, and all your favorite YouTubers and Twitch streamers are covering it. And you get caught up in the hype, and you just you really want to go back and experience it again because you think this time around it'll be different. You'll have fun. Things will have changed. You'll you can manage your video game use now, but that's never the case. You always just go back into into the game and get lost in the end game and end up wasting days of your time on nothing. And that's why Path of Exile is such a big problem for so many people. And finally, I'll do a quick mention about everyone's favourite type of video game, <laughs> and that's mobile gaming. You might not be aware that the majority of people who play video games do so on mobile. Also, I'm sorry if you can hear construction noise in the background. There's some stuff going on in the hotel, and not a lot I can do about it, but I have to stop every like 30 seconds, and so I'm just going to keep talking now. <laughs> 'cause I'm sick of it. But yeah, most of the people that play video games do so on mobile. And while some of you might scoff at this and say they're not real gamers or whatever, the mobile gaming industry is incredibly popular, incredibly lucrative, and contains some of the most addictive games on the market today. Now, these games might include things like PUBG Mobile, uh, Pokémon Go, Clash of Clans, and Candy Crush. And what these all have in common is that they're free to play they're endless. A lot of them require you to be social and so that friend and community aspect is so huge and will keep you playing because everyone else is playing and you want to either compete or cooperate with them. And finally they're filled to the brim with loot box mechanics. And now loot boxes have been scientifically proven to be akin to gambling and when you've got kids and young people and even adults spending all their free time pretty much gambling then you're not only playing to the video game addiction which is so easy for people to be taken control by but you've also got the possibility of introducing a gambling addiction to these people and especially if they're young then they're incredibly vulnerable to this kind of stimulation to put it into perspective clash of clans has earned seven billion dollars since it was launched eight years ago and earns over two million dollars every single day. And if that isn't scary enough, one player has actually spent over one million dollars of their own money on this game, which is just crazy. Finally, just to finish up, if you're someone who's noticed that you're struggling with some of these games in particular, try to evaluate why you're playing them, what needs you're trying to accomplish, and how you can go about fulfilling these needs in other aspects of your everyday life. Now, if you still want to play video games, try avoiding some games in particular, such as League of Legends and PUBG and Path of Exile, that are known to be more addictive than everything else on the market. And try spending more time in games that have clear finish lines, such as indie games, for example, are fantastic with this, story-driven games and puzzle games, platformers, and so on. Try not to get caught up in games that require you to play <laughs> for extensive hours just to get anywhere or rely on that social aspect or community aspect that keeps you accountable and keeps you challenging yourself to be the best that you can. So for example, in games like world of Warcraft, if you're competing with other people in your guild to be stay at a certain level at a certain level of gear and weaponry and whatever else, then you're going to be playing a lot more hours to keep up with them. And so if you can avoid games like this, I think over time, It'll be a lot easier for you to manage your gaming if you're playing in moderation and can go a long way to keeping your gaming to a set number of hours every single day. As always, thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Peace. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Gaming the System, the number one podcast on gaming addiction brought to you by Game Quitters. As always, if you enjoyed the episode, make sure to share it around to family members, friends or anyone you think could benefit and don't forget to leave a review, it's super helpful. Check us out on social at Game Quitters Everywhere, and if gaming addiction is affecting your life, we recommend having a look at our guide on the website, it's gamequitters.com forward slash respawn if you're a gamer, and gamequitters.com forward slash reclaim if you're the parent or loved one of an addict. The important thing is not to lose hope, and remember, real life is always worth fighting for. See you in the next episode.